Madden Luke's Sci-Fi Sanctuary. The year is 3013. The galaxy is scintillating in the mellow light. Two galactic pilgrims seek out vistas in the samurai future to bring forth the unity of the cosmic shaman. Opening the door of the pantheon of mystics, the evil sorcerer wizard powers the engine of science, seeking to forever alter the sacred balance, traveling on effervescent balls of summer fire. This week, Transformers, Revenge of the Fallen. In the year 2009, the liberal shill Obama was president, and he wanted to cuck the U.S. military. I thought this was... Man, yeah. Oh, yeah, 2009, that jibes. Okay. US yeah. military. Well, we got a nice commercial for the military today. Yeah, how you can trust them, but not those sissy politicians in Washington. <laughs> yeah, um, we're, we're talking to one of our guests, Tom, about Enemy of the State tomorrow. I'm like, having watched this, like, we probably should have brought him in for this, so... Yeah, right, well, I'm going to have to call him out on some Transformers mistakes he made in his book. Yeah, sure. Oh, <laughs> well, I mean, we can't... We can't... Oh, no, no, I don't do that to his face. <laughs> no, I... Uh, we, <laughs> we can't all just constantly, you know, waft in the in the vapors of Transformers, <laughs> Revenge of the Fallen, which yep. is today's film. I'm Luke. I am Matt. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Sanctuary. That, that is how it appears in some places. Yeah, I'm going to have to, uh, I'm going to have to get my cards on the table early this time, which I don't normally do, because mm. you're going to make some valid points about this film is disjointed, this film is an advert for the US military, this film is a little bit racist, this film is not necessarily great, blah, blah, blah. I just need to say, I don't give a shit, okay? <laughs> I'm a man, and I've got red blood pumping through my veins. I've got a heart that makes me want to fight and wants to put my penis in women's orifices. I don't care if you think that makes me wrong, okay? I want to see shit explode. I want to see swords cut through robots. I want to see trucks. I want to see cars. I want to see women's asses. <laughs> I don't give a fuck what well, the, the liberals want to cuck me out of it. D it does depend on the orifice, I guess. <laughs> if you're Iggy Pop, I'm just a modern guy. Of course, I've had it in the ear before. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, I don't hate this. Uh, for me, this goes in the same box as Mission Impossible 2. Right. Like, it's doesn't... Uh, no, it doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> well, see, that's one that gets leveled at this film a lot. But... Everything in here makes perfect sense. Having had to write the synopsis, I'm going to double down on the it doesn't make any fucking sense. It makes perfect sense. <laughs> I, like I said, I could do the synopsis of this film from my bunts, right? But I should have given it to I've you. I've seen this film like a hundred times. Anyway, I did write it. I think I did one, so it makes yeah. sense you do too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, also, I guess I'm going to give a little message to our number one fan, Stuart Webb, right now. <laughs> um, we brought him on for Transformers 1. I did try and get some guests in for Transformers 2. I tried to get, like, Chris McFeely who's into Transformers. I tasked Matt with getting, like, a weird Egyptology conspiracy guy. No one really wanted to join us for Transformers 2. We could have invited Stuart back, but we're big time now. We don't have time for him. <laughs> <laughs> At least not until the last night or Bumblebee. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I saw... I, I did see it opening weekend. Come on, I'm not committed to the cause. <laughs> uh, I saw it opening night in the big cinema in, like, the big city near okay. my hometown. Then I saw it again when it came to my hometown, 
and I've seen it like a thousand times on DVD and Blu-ray. I, I and saw this correctly Netflix. the first time. I got wasted in the car, <laughs> went to the cinema myself, and down the aisle from me, or down the row from me, was some kid shouting out every robot's name when they appeared on screen, so I didn't have to think about who it was. <laughs> that was the way to see this movie. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, I think both times I saw it sober. But the second time, we then went to the pub and I probably got ridiculously drunk. I don't think I've ever seen this one sober, and now I'm not going to talk about it sober either. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's where we are. Um, no, I, I, yeah, um, I mean, I guess the most of the Transformer film is a weird topic anyway, but it, I do... Do you feel this is the least... Uh, and let's leave Bumblebee out of the conversation, but is this the least of the Transformers films? It, it's such an uneven film. I don't know, I mean, 4 and 5 are probably worse films, mm. but they go so hard on the ridiculousness. Yeah. It kind of, the problem with this one is that it absolutely peaks in the middle of the film. Yeah. I would say the fight in the forest in the middle of this film is the best action scene in the series, possibly my favourite action scene in films. It is a very good one. And I, then, but the rest of the film it's just like, oh, here's some soldiers in the desert. <laughs> like, it, it, lose, it doesn't really have the thrill factor. 1 and 3 both end with a big fight in the city. And because you've got that collateral damage and you've got loads of civilians in danger, it just it feels more exciting. Whereas this just... And this is an awful thing to say. We've been trained not to care about soldiers dying in the desert because it's just something that happens. <laughs> right? That's just an industry that, yeah. you know, money goes into it and we bring back body bags. Yeah, I don't this film, because it taps so hard into that, I don't really care. Because <laughs> three offs people in Chicago, it's, it's, well, three, it's more weighty, I guess. The, the, the latter part of three gets really into, like, feels like an alien invasion film. Yeah. Is they're, like, conquering the city, you can see them, like, devaporizing civilians and right. stuff. Right. Because I, I do legitimately like three, like, on anyone's on yeah. anyone's radar or, or way of ranking films. I, I just, I like three, you know? One is, like, too it's clunky. good. No, but the thing is, it's just too bland. Yeah, they hadn't quite figured out it. Well, they, they, it, I think one is one that had the most Spielberg involvement. Mm. And so it is good as like a mainstream film for normies. <laughs> but it's not good as just like, I want to see Michael Bay go full Michael Bay. He goes full Michael Bay in two, definitely. Yeah, from two onwards, he just does it all the time. Yeah. Right? <laughs> uh, and then two, three is, like you say, probably the best of them. Four and five... It has the benefit of making sense. Four and five are of. good, but need to be cut. Actually, three makes less sense than two. Yeah, okay. But, but there's, the thing is, every, two is weird, but everything does follow scene to scene. Right. Three, it just randomly cuts to all the Autobots being captured, and you never see how it happened. It actually has been a while since I've seen three, yeah. so... Yeah. No, no, there's just this one scene that's like, huh, this doesn't make any sense. Okay. They just wanted this scene to happen. Okay, I'm, I'm saving it for... Uh, yeah, we'll get, we get there. Um, and yeah, four and five, with some editing, could be great. But they're just way too long. It's yeah. only it's only a matter of like 10, 20 minutes. <laughs> but they feel really fucking long. So you said you saw this one sober the first time, but did, did you have any more details on that? Uh, I went and saw it with my then girlfriend, uh, who I had invited to the first one, but had to, she couldn't make it. See, and we weren't girlfriends. She wasn't my girlfriend at that point. I took a date to the first one. Now I married her. Right. I don't think she likes that movie though. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. I tried to invite her to the first one, but we weren't dating yet. By the time the second one came out, we were dating. Um, and I, the one memory I have of it is the senior Optimus Prime died. I squeezed her hand so hard it really hurt her. <laughs> <laughs> How abusive. Yeah, I know, right? 
Well, the thing is, I did love Optimus Prime more than her. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about telling you to bring some Transformers out with you for this soiree, but... That, well, I, I would have brought my Optimus Prime played with him. I considered it. <laughs> the thing is, I'm... Hopefully, when all of this fucking virus shit comes down, I'm going go back to the UK, and one of the things I'm either going to bring back with me or prepare to ship over is my obscene collection of Transformers. <laughs> I don't know where they're going to fit in that apartment, but I want them. <laughs> the long-term thing I didn't bring back, and I got it back when my parents visited in 2019, was my mind machine. Have I hooked you up with a mind machine yet? Uh, oh, what's a mind machine? It's, um... I think Doc Brown has when he first finds him. It looks like a Walkman. Right. And it has, like, 50 programs on it, and you put headphones on it, plays binaural beats, okay. and it has glasses with LED lights. Okay, that actually sounds pretty Oh, you cool. know what? We're passing my house on the way down. If you want to have a mind machine trip, we'll do it today. But. <laughs> do an episode of All Right, just about mind machine. Yeah, I, I, there's like 10 minutes. Like, homework on that Highly one. psychedelic ones, so yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, that was my long-term not having it in Japan. And, right. Uh, you know, I don't use it that much, but when I want it, I want it, right? Yeah, I want to like, you know, it's like Zoolandering my own mind or something. I don't particularly like want my Transformers. What I want is for them to be there so that I don't feel the temptation to buy them all again here. Because uh, okay. every time I walk past the Transformers aisle in the toy shop, I'm like, I don't really have, I don't have a figure of Shatter. I could get her. <laughs> Ooh, that's a nice bumblebee. I mean, I've got a similar one back home, but I don't have one here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't have two separate Transformers collections on different continents. So that's why I sent all my musical instruments to Japan. Well, now I basically bought all my musical instruments in Japan too. But um, yeah. uh, the, the one time, the first time I was here, I didn't, and I ended up. Actually, it was pretty cool. I had like this weird gold sparkle like off-brand Gretsch. I mean it was Gretsch, it was like their cheap version, like silver right. tone, but that gold sparkle guitar man. I record a whole album with that. That was cool. Now the shit I actually miss is my novels and comic books, but they're gonna be a pain in the ass to ship. Yeah, you can get it all of that on the internet anyway. Internet. Yeah, internet it's not the anyway. same. Well, it's it's, it's not the same, but I mean it's like I got like what, four long boxes of comics, or I could just go to that weird site where you can like look at the comics online. My second viewing I just watched it with my buddy Floody. And then my buddy Floody. His name's Tom Flood, but everyone's okay. Floody. Just checking. <laughs> I've had multiple times the mistake of calling his house and being like, "Is Floody there?" His mum or his dad just being like, "We're all Floody." <laughs> like, oh, is Tom there? <laughs> <laughs> the Floody that is Tom. The Floody that they call Tom. The thing is, um, both me being Luke and him being Tom, we would have like three or four friends called Luke and Tom. So everyone was just called by their surname. No, apparently Atlanta, um, our, our often guest Mark is like, oh, there's so many Matt. You're Japan Matt, which makes right. sense, I guess. But, I'm just yeah. Summer Haze. Yeah. <laughs> I could go by Commages, but I don't want to. Commages. Well, my new, my uh, freshman university roommate kept calling me communist. That was cool, though. I'd be down with that. I was down with it. I, I think he was trying to be insulting, or, or at least cheeky. I'm like, yeah, sure, call me a communist. I don't care. No, the one I always get is not deliberately just people making say they call me Summerfield, because mm. that's a supermarket chain in the UK. Ah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Supermarket from Hot Fuzz. Um, anyway, yeah, but we just we watched that cinema, and he's like, we need to go have a pint, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do. And of course we have many pints. Yes. And, and the Rose and Crown. That sounds like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Okay. <laughs> British life. No, I know it is. I'm just like, I just watched that recently. My daughter liked it. My wife didn't. It was interesting. Okay, I'm, so I'm going to give you my tale of Transformers too, and then you can like knock whatever holes in it you want to. Roll out!
In the year 17,000 BC, the seven primes of Cybertron's past are harvesting the energy of suns. Their one rule is to not harvest any stars that feature planets with life. One of the primes defies this order and attempts to harvest the Earth's sun. The other primes stop him by sacrificing themselves, and the rogue prime becomes the Fallen. On present-day Earth, the Autobots are assisting the U.S. military, and their ally, Sam Witwicky, is heading off to college. Things begin to go wonky when a shard of the AllSpark from the last movie begins to give Sam Witwicky hallucinatory images of the Fallen, and his mom gets stoned. Even worse, the Decepticons have revived Megatron, who in turn wants to revive the Fallen to destroy the Earth. He just needs the information stored in Sam Witwicky's head. Sam Witwicky is rescued from this fate by some of the Autobots, but Optimus Prime dies in the ensuing battle. Sam Witwicky, with Bumblebee, a couple of racist robots, his girlfriend, and roommate in tow go looking for the Robo-Warrior, who turns out to be John Turturro. They revive a turncoat Decepticon from the Smithsonian, who knows how to bring back Optimus Prime and defeat the Fallen. He teleports the lot of them to Egypt, where the Sun Harvester machine is stored in one of the pyramids. Things escalate to a pitched battle between the Autobots, Decepticons, and U.S. military. They manage to bring back Optimus Prime using the Matrix of Leadership, and Jetfire sacrifices himself as Scrap to bring Optimus Prime back to full strength. They blow up a pyramid, and the goodies win. pretty much it okay cool well, part of it doesn't make sense the fact that i'd seen the movie three times and i was like didn't even understand the sun harvester at all it's like oh is that what they were doing oh you're just thick i'm thick <laughs> <laughs> thick with a ck not even two c's <laughs> but um a 12 year old yeah. brother understood that <laughs> <laughs> well the the seven-year-old kid down the row from me in the movie theater i guess understood yeah. that <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. You just you have to go, you gotta lasso this movie and hold on with your best, I guess. It's like, oh, Jetfire! Oh, Optimus Prime! There's Jetfire, okay. Oh, that's a metaphor for the pursuit of oil in the Middle East! <laughs> I can always work out Optimus Prime. Come on, give me a break. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think the thing they went for is you can tell all the Autobots, but then with the Decepticons, it's like, well, they're just alien cannon fodder. Yeah. As long as you can tell, like, Megatron and Starscream, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, who's on this? Is Soundwave on the satellite? Yeah, Soundwave is the satellite. Okay, yeah, I yeah. worked that out. So good for me, or good for that seven-year-old kid. All three, all through the three films, they really struggled to find a way to do to do Soundwave in the modern day because the freaking size-shifting boombox thing is just too weird to do. What coming in alien school? I saw it because um, uh, he's spying on um, Diego Garcia, which yep. crops up in your Bizarro theories as like 
Was it one, some of those Malaysian planes? Like, oh, it's not, it went there, man. Okay, okay. There, there's this. Um, I, and, Is that and the new Area 51. I kind of, sort of, I guess. I, I just know because um, my lyric writer put it in a song, so I sang it. It just sounds like the name of a guy who would sell you a book about how to make different flavors of gelato. Diego Garcia is calling you. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Um, and I re-mentioned between our segments, We this is our first time in a while recording on a windy Temple Hill. It's weird. We're recording on like a mountain outside in the wind, but somehow we're still in a room with a large mammal with a trunk and tusks. It's bizarre how that works. <laughs> <laughs> it could fit in here. Yeah. What? What? When are you bringing? Is there an elephant? Is that the? Is that? Is that our our twin robots? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the elephant. See, I, that, that doesn't strike me as much as an elephant. It's just a bad decision. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess we'll do human cast and Transformers cast as two separate segments. But Laboof, Laboof, Laboof. Totoro yeah. and Fox? I mean, is there really more to oh, talk there's about? Oh, that's the other guy. Um, I don't care about him so much. No, no, but I, I like Leonardo de Leon de Ponce de Spitz. Okay. <laughs> he's just, they, each film they try and add just like one extra human guy and you never give a shit. I didn't give a shit, certainly. But I, I do find, he's, the thing is, he's come up, he's been in loads of stuff since this, playing very serious roles, <laughs> but I can't see him as anything other than this fucking idiot in this. <laughs> But um, just constantly trying to get in these girls' pants, and they all want Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the girl I saw this with is—have I told my virginity story on this podcast? Maybe, but it might have been a while. If you want to go for it, <laughs> well, it was—I mean, it's a perfectly sensible. Is that like, why you like this movie so much? No, no, because this was like a year before. Okay. Like, just you know, high school sweetheart, boring missionary, blah blah blah. But afterwards, there's like the awkward silence when Ivor knows what to say, and she just goes. Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> <laughs> I think you did mention that. Because we'd recently been talking about how funny it is that his name means thank God for the beef. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, my, my, mine is... is I, we were about to meet one of our other friends from high school. It was already in university, but yeah. So we were like, okay, quickly! Dun, 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 dun. Then we went to go meet our high school friend. Hey! Oh, oh, we did it. You know, we had a nice night on carnival night. Uh, I hadn't asked my parents in advance if she could sleep over, and they were pretty pissed when they woke up and she was in my bed. <laughs> my parents were always incredibly lame about that stuff, which is why I left home so young. Right. <laughs> um, where were we? The booth? I mean, for the beef? I think in the first one, he's just playing like normal. Yeah, just young lead, right? But two and three, they really let him just do loads of weird comedy shit. Like this film, he's going insane, just like rambling and drawing on the walls. Like first, literally, and then he just stays insane. I mean, he's like, oh, he's fine now. No, he's not. Well, then he's just like obsessed with getting the thing or whatever. I mean, this this is the guy that's soon going to end up in a room with a bag over his head, you know, like like in the movie and actor wise. So I I really like Shia. I think he's great. We got to do Eagle Eye sometime, by the way. Yeah, um, Eagle Eye is a. I'm more familiar with Eagle Eye than I am Enemy of the State. <laughs> <laughs> no, I uh, I saw that one like when the yeah, I, I definitely am very up for Eagle Eye. Yeah. Also, it, a film that has only become more relevant as well. Yeah, really. Well, <laughs> Enemy of the State too. But we did a well, we're about to do a podcast with that. I don't yeah, know yeah. where in the chronology this all fits, but uh, yeah. Um, I guess the parents um, are notable. I, they spend so much time on a sitcom in this movie. The fir- the first film, I think the parents were like this surprising hit. Because they are pretty funny, right? And the bit where he's hiding in the room and she's like, were you masturbating? <laughs> is a big laugh. And I think 
in that film it was so natural and this film they felt like they had to shoehorn in some more of that we spend a lot of time with brownie mom yeah and it's no one involved in that scene has ever done any marijuana have they <laughs> <laughs> i know somewhere somewhere around during this film I, I had my own brownie and some leaf scratch perry to listen to so that was pretty hip well i mean my only experience with brownies is when i was in amsterdam and i think i've told i don't know if i told this one on the podcast i mean i just like cake <laughs> so I'm just knocking them back and it doesn't hit you right away so I just keep eating more and then like an hour later it just hits me like a truck and I spend like an hour just sitting on a bench staring at the canal that's that's what you do in Amsterdam I guess I haven't been there myself but uh... I mean I I want to go back again and actually enjoy it because I went on a bachelor party and okay. everyone was just oh, well, let's get really high let's get really up. drunk let's go to sex clubs and I'm like I don't really feel up for that we get the Patreon rolling y'all, and y'all fund us for a trip to Amsterdam <laughs> <laughs> we'll pump out a whole bunch you just stoned episodes <laughs> like there were like things moving in this movie you know what i'm saying like like it was like a moving picture <laughs> they're on some kind of star trek <laughs> <laughs> to solve this he had to be superman 4 <laughs> that's, that's what we do we do like superman 4 and battlefield or we, we did it we gotta get a real scientology guy on for battlefield earth <laughs> Don't say that word. <laughs> oh shit, we're still in the first 10 minutes. This movie, I guess, has. No, sorry. I mean, I've was, already was, done my best Alex Jones impression at the start of this. So. No, sorry, that was Noah that really fit with the Scientologist. So we're on a different <laughs> one now. Yeah. This does have all ancient aliens. That, that, I we'll try. do a little section on that later. I, think, I should have tried to get someone from ancient aliens. I mean, come on, I'm, I, I, I have. I, I'm not a pure expert, but I know enough to have yeah. a conversation. I'm, I'm your guest today um, on my own podcast. Oh yeah, so LaBeouf is great, and the more they let him just LaBeouf it, the better, I think. So I think he's better in 2 and 3 than he is in 1. I'll give you that. In 1, he's just playing, like, high school movie lead, right? Again, I think 3 is... like being like in his face. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Megan Fox is the one thing that's wrong with 3. Yeah. She's a much better actress than Rosie Huntington. And I just love at the end, oh, they're, they're finally together. Well, until those, at least shortly before 3. Oh, I was sorry. A couple months back, me and our friend Matty, who we regularly mention on this podcast and has to join us eventually. He didn't want to. He does. He wants to do uh, Ethan Kellyan with us. Okay. <laughs> um, me and him sat and watched... We were going to watch all the Transformers films in one day, but he has a habit of not getting out of bed till like 1pm. <laughs> <laughs> Even for work days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we call him out a lot for a guy who doesn't have a chance to respond. <laughs> we sat... Um, we watched up one through four. And I remember during two, I'm just like, why are Americans so fucking weird about just saying I love you? <laughs> I love you. Like in in Europe, just as soon as you feel it, you say it. No, I, I, I had I had a bit of that going on too. I can identify it for better or for worse. Oh yeah, yeah. I know I know it's a thing, but just you guys need to fucking get over it. <laughs> <laughs> why? <laughs> why not? <laughs> I, I I have noticed. Well, well, cards on the table. Another one we're got. We're going to do with the right guess is idiocracy. But I just found like, um, you know, because they got the guy in the Costco and they're like, just go to Costco. I love you. And I just feel like people are banding it about. I mean, you even and your other podcast of that now, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, I but, feel like people are throwing it out. The other more problem than is to. just that the English language only has one word for love. Yeah. Whereas there are multiple different things it means, right? I grok you. Because like, I love everyone there. Oh, a little game. I, I, I just saw this on a Facebook post. I had to respond. It was, um, you gotta add fucking to a book title. Right. Um, so my contributions were, um, 
stranger fucking in a strange land, to which someone responded, well, that's the plot of the book anyway. Like, well, the original title's wrong then. The other one was Childhood's Fucking End, but... Uh, <laughs> I got to think of one now. You put me on the spot. I did. I, put I you can't on the just spot. not do one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Shit. What books do I read? Five, four, transform into two. <laughs> You're one. off from a fucking Nagasaki. <laughs> oh god, damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I was just picturing my bookshelf when it's all books of Japanese history. Oh, speaking <laughs> of which, when I get the Maya machine, remind you me to get that. Top. Oh yeah, get my books back. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, there's yours. I feel better about mine somehow. <laughs> um, John Turturro, you were finished with the, the Boofin? Yeah, the Boofin and the Fox are just they're good at this. Yeah. But, um, Stuart actually Fox has repeatedly made the point. Hmm. Um, if they ever really want to get the Transformers films back to like the billion dollar super hits, they just need to make one with those two again. Yeah. That'll get the people who enjoyed the first three back in the sit as more than looking like the cartoons will. If I'm just coming out as dense here, you know, you can slap me, but uh, what happened to She Megan did um, a few other films. She did Jennifer's Body, which apparently is really good. I haven't okay. seen it. She was in the two Turtles films. Let's not go there. Yeah. I think... She's April, is she? Yeah. I okay. think she had kids and then, like, chilled out a bit. Okay, that's cool. Which, yeah. I, 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 I was just thinking she, like, just, like, fell down the ladder and, you know... I was hoping. That, uh, yeah, no, I'm I glad. Th I I'm think glad she made her own choice to step away from doing big budget Hollywood films. I mean, unfortunately, being a woman and aging in Hollywood is still an issue. So, oh, yeah. you deal with it how you need to. Let's look at Bill and Ted, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, I did actually recently read that the princesses are different women in the first two movies as well. Right, okay. but at least they keep women the, the correct age. Okay, yeah, They didn't yeah. replace them with actresses 10 years younger. That's true, but I was like, okay, at <laughs> least... They would have been a dead fucking 12-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it was medieval Europe. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> I, I bet in the canon that is how old the princesses have got. <laughs> Totoro, yeah. He's great. I he's always great. He's great in here. He's, I mean, he's, although I, 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 I actually really like, um, in the first one, he's meant to be like kind of the douche, but I like that in two and three, he just turns into like Sam's mate. <laughs> I kind of prefer that. His, his um, standout line, though, is actually, I'm under the enemy scrotum. I'm, that's not a scrotum, that's straight up balls. I do really love that. <laughs> I am directly below. The enemy scrotum. But he should have said boss. But he, boss. even directly before that, it was scrotum's funnier. <laughs> even directly before that scene is a bit which, uh, when I used to work at the newspaper, I was talking to one of the writers about films, and he was making fun of the way in that scene, he's like, he's trying to get a ship's captain to like do something super illegal. He's basically like, are you enough of an American to save lives? And the guy's like, okay, yeah, I guess I will use a fucking rail gun on Egypt. <laughs> is that how it works? <laughs> yes, that's how it works. Transformers, more than meets the eye. Which toy do you want to buy the most? Or did you buy? Robots in disguise. Which toy do you want? Autobots wage their battle to destroy the Autobot? evil forces of the Decepticons. They were often the cooler toys. Uh, the one I really but wanted after this film here. and did buy was the leader class Optimus Prime. The yeah. figure of... Uh, this just like the real big Optimus Prime. Is he flame job? Yeah, it was this exactly from this film. Oh, okay. But it looks it looks exactly like the robot from the film and transforms perfectly into a truck. 
Do it's a feat of engineering. Do all the facial parts move? No, but you could buy a different one where he has the mask off and he's busted up from the fight. Okay. Um, and also it can link with the Jetfire, but I never bought the Jetfire. Actually, I did technically buy one, because they were in my supermarket real cheap. And I messaged one of my Transformers collecting friends who really wanted one, and I sent it to him. Was Jetfire a Starscream's double? In the no, Jetfire Lions? was the... Um, the Transformer was just the toy from Robotech. Right. Which they turned into a Transformer. Okay. And then when Robotech also got translated to English, it got into loads of murky water. But there was a grey so Starscream. Three, Starscream's there was three different blue. Starscreams, yeah. There's Starscream's blue. Who's grey? Grey, uh... No, Starscream's like red and blue. Then there's black is Skywarp, and the sort of the grey blue one is Thundercracker. I had Thundercracker. I might have those backwards. I think it's that way around. No, you're right. Now that you said Thundercrack, Thundercrack, right? Thundercracker. Cracker, okay. I, that's the one I had. I didn't have Thundercrack. <laughs> that, that's his porn name. <laughs> <laughs> that should be the name. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, if you take the ER from him and give it to Starscream, then they're both porn names. <laughs> Thundercrack and Starscreamer. <laughs> So you just move the ER, it's cool. They missed, a, they missed an opportunity, definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, Starscream's here, barely. Yeah. Well, that's one thing these films did kind of pussy out on. They never really give us the, like, Starscream wants to betray Megatron thing. They hinted at they, here. He, I did like, start thinking, I forget him doing it, but well, no, he just... Megatron died, so Starscream took over, is kind of implied at the end of the first one. But there was never the, like, I want to kill him so I can take over thing. Yeah. The Starscream in these films is a real snivelly little bitch. We already did Transformers the movie anyway, so whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's the peak of that. And it, to be honest, if you if you're like me and you've like watched and read every iteration of Transformers, you get pretty fucking bored of Starscream and Megatron. Yeah. What what is what is the best counting the animated one? Which is the best one? Is it yeah. the best what? The best Transformers movie? Which a movie? You? Yeah. What are you going to give it to? Probably three. Okay, I'll agree with you on that. But I am thinking maybe the animated one's second on mine. The animated one is, uh, I don't know. I mean, it, I, I, I love the visceral on-screen carnage. Well, like you said, the um, you know, one of the reasons you like these movies is they're kind of monster movies, where yeah. the animated ones clearly not. These are right. just robots doing well, um, stuff. So I do really love the Transformers comic books, and the comic books are actually at their best when they've got as little human as possible. Yeah. Like, my favorite Transformers comic book is Lost Light, which is just a space voyage, just robots. Mm. You don't even, I don't think there's ever a human in that comic. I, I recently got an urge to go back to 80s Marvel. Yeah, that is decent. Okay. It's very decent. That, that's the ah. path I'm going to take. No. No? Don't read 80s US Marvel. No, I don't. Read 80s UK Marvel, because mm. you get twice as much. <laughs> and oh. it's really good. Oh, it is the same thing so twice. The, no, so the, the way comic books are released in the US... So is you had 20, Stuart on, right? I don't yeah. even quite understand the difference. The US those. has those, like, 22-page monthly comic books, right. right? Whereas the UK generally has, like, a weekly big magazine, which will have two or three different strips in it. Okay. So when they were chipping Transformers over to the UK, we're reprinting the American ones, but we need more comics. Mm. So we start writing our own stories that happen in between. Oh, okay. And the guy who wrote those went on to take over as the US editor as well, okay. Simon Furman. Then I will take that path. So yeah. Because um, I, I was like, am I choosing a different path? I'm choosing the same path plus. Okay, good to know. Yeah, and you can definitely, I mean, I've got it all on like a two CD-ROMs in the UK, but oh, okay. <laughs> you can definitely get hold of that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then, yeah, Stuart's um, website and also books. All right, issue by issue, read through of the um, the US, the before, UK comic. Because before we talked to him, I didn't even like realize that was a thing. So, so yeah, I would recommend um, reading the the UK version, and then also reading Stuart's blog along with it. Okay, 
So they're, they're replugging you. So. Yeah, because the other thing is it's because of like the magazine structure, it's not just the comic book. There'll be like competitions, a letters page. So it and it's the proto version of what today are these web communities. Right. Was in the magazine back in the day. Should we, should we mention or not mention the, the gay porn we all filmed to get Stuart on the show? <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> he, he said it, not me. <laughs> um, yeah, so the, Decept the Decepticons are still a little bland here. Um, um, though you know what's really lame? So Megatron should definitely stand out, and he doesn't. No, he's Megatron's design in three is the coolest. Yeah, it is. Because here, I mean, it's like the Fallen has like a kind of Pharaoh's hat. Okay, thing going. no, but what I was going to say, the Fallen, the Fallen is taken directly from some comic books. The version of the Fallen in the comic books is permanently on fire. Oh, right. Why don't we get that in the film? That might have been a little past the CG tech of I mean, 2009. Fantastic Four had already happened. Ghost Rider had happened. Yeah. They're pretty decent fire. Okay. Yeah, the whole shtick is he's, um, like, that's part of his punishment when he fell. He's on fire all the time. So if you if you got some digital art skills, you know, go back to this movie and add some fire to the Fallen. Yep. <laughs> but that overall is kind of the thing. The first film just tells a generic these are the Transformers story mm. this film everything is taken directly from comic books the thing where Sam absorbs the Matrix and it's in his head for a while is from the comic books I definitely remember the, the Fallen is from the comic yeah. books um, or that might have been from the animated film but whatever yeah, I think <laughs> this version of Jetfire is closer to the comic books than the cartoon mm. um, so yeah this one really ties into that shit but with the Autobots like I, I, I was able to call out Soundwave, so, okay, cool. Um, with Autobots, we got Optimus, we got Bumblebee, we got the racist robots, which I guess one of them's really, is it? No, no, they're, um, no, Wheelie comes in in the third one, he's the little remote control. No, uh, Wheelie's the little remote control car. Yeah. He is in this. Okay. And no, Skids and Mudflap are the racist robots. Oh, okay. Those are all the Autobots I really have. Ironhide's in there a bit, he's still cool. Oh, right, because I, I said Ironhide takes up the ass or something yeah. in my notes. Arcee, <laughs> Arcee's there, but she's not really there. She is? Holy crap. The I, three motorbikes are RC. I didn't even freaking notice. I oh, know, it's a crap RC. Okay. Um, Ratchet's still there from the first one. I didn't catch that. And then there's... Did you notice Jolt? No, I just noticed He's the, the blue one who shoots lightning, right? He's barely in the film because right before it came out, General Motors brought out their first electric car and were like, please put this in Transformers, please put this in Transformers. <laughs> uh, You'll also notice, um, right at the start of the film, there's that bad Audi. Mm. You notice how it had like two seconds frame time and died like a bitch? Right. Because it's, it's the only non-General Motors car in the film. Ouch! <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm still feeling sore about Jazz. Yeah. Oh. Because when I was six years old, um, Jazz was the like, he seemed like the, probably just because of the decals, yeah. he seemed like the slick Transformer. That was yeah, my, my brother was a big Jazz fan as well, so he hated it when he died in the first film. Yeah, that, that, was, that was a bad call. No, this film does actually introduce one of my favorite Transformers from the movies, though. Sideswipe. The one with the swords and the rollerblades. Is he an abuser? Like, he oh. slaps his wife around with the sideswipe? No, 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 he's not happy then. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, he's the one who slices that other car in half. Oh, okay. But he's, he's just, he's in the films as just like, he's like, has no character other than just like, I'm really cool. <laughs> he just slides around doing cool sword shit. I'm like, yeah, he's, he's cool. cool. <laughs> oh, okay. But yeah, this this one maybe is the worst for just the only Transformers with character in Bumblebee and Optimus. Mm. I think the others do it a bit better. Yeah, three, three I remember. Three is the one where I remember being like, oh, there are actual other robot characters other than yeah. Optimus, Megatron, and Bumblebee. Yeah. I mean, I didn't even fucking know Starscream until I watched it this time, you know? Right. Four, um... Four makes up makes Optimus the Bumblebee role. 
Yeah. But then when it introduces the other Autobots, they're all just like fun stereotypes. So they're and then five Optimus is barely in it. Right, five, five is a weird one, which we'll talk about. Sometime. I can't wait to talk about five. <laughs> um, before we, sure. I, I, we're basically talking design, and I mean, in this movie, the robots are the design. Is there anything else? Um, oh, the the Matrix looks kind of weird, but I dig it. Yeah, it's like an it's like an artifact, you know. Also, right, Sam goes on like a real textbook, um, fucking Gnostic journey in this has to die to prove his worth and come back. I made some notes about that. I, yeah. I said he gets resurrected the pyramids. That's hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I like that they made the Matrix of Leadership. Not just you pick it up and you're the hero suddenly. It's like you have to earn it and shit. <laughs> but, like, the, then the point of it is meant to be like, ah, oh, his belief is so strong. It's like, based on what? <laughs> 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 just fucking, like, he found... He, he, None of the information he was given told him that this thing would bring Optimus back. He just assumed it would, and then stubbornly got hundreds of men killed to prove his point. Dude, it's this or the another... Fact that he was right. Dude, it's this or another class with Rain Wilson. <laughs> I guess if I was going to be up the charitable, I'd say that the information he had from the, from the cube in his brain told it. Yeah. But the film doesn't make that clear. It's just like... He's a hero because he's stubbornly stuck to some nonsense he believed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, when we were talking about actors, yeah, I totally forgot that the fact that they put out uh, Rain Wilson as a sexy professor is fucking I hysterical. Know, it's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> he still looks like Rain Wilson, he just has a bit of stubble. <laughs> <laughs> we get to do Super at some point. Have you seen Super? I love Super. I okay, love good. Super. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, um, Glenn Morshower, despite dying in the first one, is just back as another character. Why not? Because <laughs> I think Michael Bay really just likes Glenn Morshower. get the racist robots out of the way because then we can just talk about action and pyramids and stuff it was a bad decision what it was I think is the fact that no, nobody made a good decision I think because I think most of the lines are just improv by the two voice actors because they're Probably. just a couple of comedy guys and they're just well, they're, I think one of them is a black man and they're just doing stupid hood jokes right I guess the fact that the other one isn't then yeah but like they're just doing a bit of like with stupid street hoods which is whatever it is what it is right then, someone did those character designs and gave them the buck gold teeth and shit. I barely even noticed that. I was calling racist robots and not noticing that. Yeah, but like, on its own, that's not that wacky, but put it with the voices as well. And then, they have the bit where he's trying to get them to read the Cybertronian, and instead of I just saying, read. that's an ancient language, we don't know it, like, oh, we don't really do much reading. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... Because, I, honestly, I, you know, we teach a lot of students, and when people are like, oh, I don't like, I don't read, I'm like, what? <laughs> I I don't know if it makes me a snob, but if you're like, I don't read books, I'm like, what? Yeah, I know, I know. That's, that's like the technology we have that's like most important in many ways. Yep. And uh, uh, there's a story, uh, there's a, there's a, oh, what's, uh, 
Baba Lokanath, you know, very groovy, sort of like Hindu mystic, right? Right. He never learned to read. They were like, you should read the um, the Bhagavad Gita. He's like, I don't need to read it. I am the Bhagavad Gita, you know? <laughs> In that case, that guy, sure, sure. Okay, I get you, man. You're, you know, he had like Himalayan enlightenment. I, in that case, he can say I don't read and it's fine, but not yeah. these robots. No. I mean, I guess you, I could see the version where it's just like, no, we were created for a war. We've spent our lives drifting through space fighting with killer robots. We never had to learn. But they don't put it that way. They I'm put just it, a dumbass. Yeah, we're from the street. We don't read. We just listen to hip hop and smoke weed. Like, what if they were human actors? Would it be okay then? I mean, they are human worse, actors. Right? Voice I actors think it would be worse. I'm just saying, if we saw them on screen as the people they are. Yeah, I think that would be ten times worse. That'd be worse. Okay. I mean, if it's like Friday or something, which is a great film, you know, yeah. who's sitting around smoking weed, but. Uh. But no, I think it's one of these cases where a bunch of individually not that bad decisions were made, but. In the editing room, Michael Bay should have sat there and been like, oh, this isn't kosher. <laughs> but he clearly didn't. Right. Because he didn't care. <laughs> well, no, he just thought, oh, that's funny. Well, that is where Megan Fox called him Hitler, right? <laughs> that was just because of his directing style. No, I know that. I'm just like, there's a, a, a there's something to support her argument. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Stuart already spoke quite eloquently on that shit, which is like, he's not a director who helps actors. <laughs> like, So when he just cast all these character actors to just come in and do a goofy bit. Do your thing. It works, right? When he hires someone because she's pretty, he then needs to direct her if he wants a good performance. I'm hiring a couple comedians, do your thing. It comes out weird in this one, so. Yeah. Um, that said, when I watch it, I'm just like, there's a racist, racist robots, and then we go to another scene. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's, I, yeah. So, I feel like you had probably deeper things you wanted to plunge into with this film. I mean... It's deep to like my personal core, but like <laughs> why is it deep? There's, it's okay, not like, why is it deep to your personal core? To me, is it's, it's like a, a robot romp, you know? Yeah, but it's like fucking sick, man. Okay, it's, fucking, <laughs> it's a fucking sick it's robot like, romp. It's like, because what it is, I like action scenes, right? I love action movies, but it can't just be here is a fight happening. I don't watch like UFC or like just a judo fight. I need stakes. I need here's the good guy. Here's the bad guy. Here's the st here's what's and for this one, you get that scene where it's just like Optimus Prime, three other robots. The odds are against him. The stakes are he wants to protect this one kid. The camera shows you everything that happens. The choreography is fantastic. The music is fucking majestic. He's ripping ass. He's against impossible odds, like real samurai shit. And it's just the dopest fucking thing I've ever seen on a cinema screen. Well, you're, you're being slight... I know what you're saying, but you're, I, I mean, I know what you're telling me. But you're slightly vague, so what is the problem with this film? The problem with this film is that the fucking incredible fight scene in the forest happens at the 50% mark, and the film never gets close to that mark again. Exploding pyramids doesn't do it for you? Exploding pyramids... Um, I remember coming out of this... Now I've seen it so many times I can close my eyes and see the whole film. After watching it the first couple of times, when I closed my eyes and pictured like the final couple scenes, it looked like a cartoon. Optimus Prime combines a jet pack, jet fire, now he has wings, he blows up a pyramid, he kills the baddie. And it didn't feel real to look at. 
The Egyptologists do not like Optimus Prime, I'll tell you that. Oh, he fucks up so many ancient monuments. He just, like, puts giant footprints on the side of the pyramids. Pyramids. He the pyramids. also then explodes one of them, but, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, the the final battle, um, you know the bit where the airplanes do the bombing one? Check out yeah. that. That was the largest explosion ever filmed with actors. All to service the U.S. military. But Did it, I say that too soon? No, it's fine. But, yeah, the problem is... <laughs> The, that middle scene is, it is, this is what Transformers is. It's a samurai scene. Yeah. And the, well, Transformers does have like Japanese origins, right? Yeah. And I think in four and five, when they make up Optimus to be more of a knight, they do lean pretty hard into samurai shit. They literally have Ken Watanabe playing a samurai robot. There's nothing more Bushido than, you know, uh, samurai well, fighting your way into death. To yeah, yeah, that's the it. Innocent. The Jap- I really like that kind of story, and it's a big Japanese story the where boss. you like heroes where they don't win. <laughs> like Japanese love a loser oh, and like, yeah. maybe the Brits like that as well right yeah like William Wallace um, maybe even like Robin Hood King Arthur Scots they are going argue right? shit with you <laughs> no but William Wallace died right he yeah, died yeah. for freedom and that's what makes him so great right <laughs> Scotland is part of the UK right now he didn't for win for now <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I said right now <laughs> But yeah, part of it is like, we love the guy who fucking goes down fighting for what he believes in. And this is a great example of that. And even though he dies, Optimus Prime comes across as such a badass in that scene. Yeah, oh God, yes. And I, I don't think even, I like. I really like 3, and it has some great action scenes. It never quite hits that peak. There's a, a sheen. See, I am drinking my drink here. There's a scene outside of Chicago, I think, like on a crossroads, and I feel like that was sort of a similar vibe. Oh, there, there are great scenes. Um, and the the bit I really love. I mean, Optimus doesn't die there, but <laughs> the, but there's the bit where you think the Autobots are all dead. I mean, you know they're not, but you're meant to think they're all dead, and then they come in and save the day. That bit's sick. Yeah. And then yeah, the um, there's the great bit where Optimus flies in and kills like 15 Decepticons in a line. <laughs> Problem is that shot was all over the. Tra- that is the shot that made me stop watching trailers. Because <laughs> that's the money shot of the film. Yeah. And like right before it is meant to be really tense and I'm like oh I recognize this road from the trailers Optimus is about to save them all how do you feel about Space 1999 and Battlestar Galactica where the credits themselves give you a preview oh a lot of, yeah a lot of TV shows do that don't they it's fucking stupid I love that because they got the Tycho with Battlestar and with Space 1999 it's like disco it can be done well right but if they it can be done well if they give you just enough of a tease without revealing anything. I feel, I feel like that's what Space Nine, 1999 and Battlestar did. Um, the one I'm thinking of is Thunderbirds. Yeah. And Thunderbirds would show you the whole episode, including how they save the day, basically. Okay, that's not cool. It shows you which Thunderbirds you're going to see, you know, how they're going to do it. It's like, Because uh. I remember one of, the, one of the near the end Battlestar episodes. I, I from the preview, I was like, I, I was also really stunned, but I was like, Dude, the aliens are going to be in this episode! And they totally weren't because Battlestar doesn't have aliens. Oh. <laughs> it kind of does, though, right? You'd never see them. They don't. Wait, which Battlestar? The, the newer one. Okay, no, the old one does. The old the one does. The, the old one does. Yeah. The newer one, I mean. Yeah, yeah. I don't think the old one did the teasing in the pre- pre- oh, okay. previous. In the oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't think Battlestar ever gave much away, did it? No, they'd flash it to you so fast you yeah, could barely yeah. make out. Right. I you thought you were seeing. talking about classic Battlestar. Yeah. Um, no, the one I'm thinking of is. Because I don't even watch, like, the next episode on previews or the previously on bits. Apparently, Game of Thrones, when it aired in the States... I'm going to spoil a, like, season six scene, but I assume no one listening gives a shit. Shit, I live in season one just in my house. <laughs> um, Go ahead. One of the characters dies in the end of one of the seasons. And the way they do it is they, like, they call him out and say, like, Oh, your uncle's returned. Come and discover, blah, blah, blah. And then they stab him to death. But the previously on scene shows his uncle going away and stuff. 
really sets you up to think that's actually what's happening. And that was like, that's using a previously on really smartly. Yeah, sure. Like, it's actually setting you up for the twist. Well, previously on is never a problem, because that's previously. Yeah, but I, th- I think maybe, maybe they did it with the previously on and the next I one. guess they... Spo- no, but if they do previously on, here's a bunch of stuff about a returning character, you're like, oh, well, I guess he returns in I was about to say, they kind of spoil a bit yeah. by being like, we're going to be focusing on that. That's cool. That's, it's like, you don't know what's going to happen next. You just, like, hone a little bit on, like, what this episode's going to be about. I mean, That's we're talking about previously on, so you want to shout out Star Trek Discovery real quick? <laughs> <laughs> sure, because I watch that shit. Yeah, but that was that great previously on with the... Um, where they just TOS go, stuff. Oh right, right, right. Well, before TOS, really. Yeah. <laughs> Pilot stuff. I love that. That's my favorite, favorite previously on ever. I think. Yeah, that's why I said you want to bring it up. Pyramids, pyramids. Would you rather have a spherical dick or a pyramid-shaped dick? Spherical? Like a like a sphere? Yeah, it's just like blop. pyramid. I guess. I feel like the, the sphere you do like pop it in, pop it up, pop it in, pop it up. Could that it be might a, provide some pleasure. Can a pyramid have ridges? Well, like it's like a cuboid made of bricks pyramid, like this. The room for ones. her pleasure. Sure. Pyramid dick. Okay. <laughs> 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 Pyramid dick, rip for a pleasure. That's the sure, why not? Um so I did actually have I, I went out a little bit like kind of looking for a pyramid dude for this one as, as or or gal um for this one as we mentioned and I felt like there wasn't really so much fuel in the tank in the end. Yeah, the film's not doesn't get that deep into it. I just thought it would be a fun springboard. Um one thing the now, I felt like the pyramid that had the sun harvester was the middle pyramid. Which is, that's not the order they were built? That's not the Great Pyramid. The Great Pyramid is the one in the end. Okay. I thought they were just the Great Pyramids. It's on a plateau, but the plateau has an elevation change. So, um, one pyramid is clear, clearly a little smaller, right? Okay. The other pyramids, um, the middle pyramid is smaller only because it's slightly higher up. Right. But they're basically the same height. That appeared to be the one with the sun harvester. Um, the, main, the, the the Great Pyramid is the one in the end. And it, a few years ago, um, they, they used some kind of radar technology and found a new chamber in it. Nice. Which, the, which Egypt was in, like, don't go there. <laughs> they were like, we don't want, no, don't do, they didn't want to go further scans on that pyramid. Mm-hmm. They found a new chamber, which no one's been in yet because Egypt said, fuck off and don't scan us anymore. Ah. Yeah. Okay, Matt, what other pyramids? I, you know, I, I always say I don't believe in things, and one thing I really don't believe in is that they're tombs. Okay. Why? The only thing that suggests, there's no bodies. They never found a body in one. They found, like, something that resembles a sarcophagus, but it could be something else. The only evidence that it's a tomb is uh, they found a new chamber above the king's chamber in, like, the 1820s or 30s, and the 
And when they got in there, they were like, okay, we're going the next day. The next day they found uh, cartouches of Cheops badly written, which kind of suggests that the explorer might have gone in and put them there. Okay. <laughs> That's the only evidence to say they're tombs. Right. Because, I, mean, I mean, there's no hieroglyphs in there. There's nothing else. There's no, like, things for the, you know, to, for the afterlife in there. I mean, no suggestion there would have been. So, uh, I think it's Chris Dunn is a, a dude who's uh, suggested they're more like uh, like machines, mm. which is more than meets the eye too, right? So right. it makes sense Transformers would go there. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if Transformers going there is from anything else. I think it's just Michael Bay thought it was cool. It is cool, but I'm like Transformers fly to go to Stonehenge. I'm just saying they're both machines, right? right. But um, I don't know. Just I just like mentioned. What do you think? Are they tombs? I mean. You're definitely an I asshole to build as a tomb. I, I, I'm pretty sure the pharaohs were big assholes. <laughs> like, until Hitler, the pharaoh was the go-to example for evil. <laughs> right. Because of, like, the Bible stories. Mm. It, you know, these days, it's like, oh, you're as bad as Hitler. It used to be, oh, you're like a pharaoh. Mm. That was the, the example people used. Um, I don't necessarily believe that they are, like, specifically one guy. I think they're probably just religious... Uh, like things of worship, right? But could they be like enlightenment machines, like like the secret societies? And I'm saying this in the ancient Egyptian way. I'm not right. trying to go skull and bones or anything like that here, but um, or masons. I'm just saying like, you know, they're machines for enlightenment. Uh, one idea is there's underground tunnels, right? Mm. So you go through these sacraments or whatever. You come up, you get uh, whacked out of your mind with whatever they had for you. You experience death, and you come out and. Uh, on the right day, the summer solstice or whatever, you see the sun coming at you through the pyramid. You're enlightened now. I like that better. I like it, yeah. I mean, I definitely think they were for some sort of esoteric purpose. They obviously don't have a obvious, like, they're not defensible fortresses. I mean, they're not, like, useful for trade or anything. They're I mean, for some yeah. weird purpose. The tombs are clearly in the Valley of the Kings, which is like 200 kilometers south. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not going to sit here and say that I know what they are. Well, of course not. I don't think they're some they're. fucking space alien bullshit. No. I also don't think they're as simple as, like, I'm really rich and I want to have a big tomb when I die. I definitely want to put out, yeah, I, I'm not an ancient aliens guy. I mean, to that degree. I, I, I like to think, yeah, we fucking built them, you know, or yeah, some that, part um, of It's the same. The pyramids and the moon landings. Mm. I don't like conspiracy theories about them because, to me, I like thinking, yeah, we human beings have done some good shit when we try yeah so i like to think these are you know enlightenment or esoteric machines built by us with knowledge that is not common knowledge anymore right yeah um there's a really good line about it in red dwarf where list rim is trying to say that it's built by the aliens like, well how did they build something so big lister and he's like with big whips, Rimmer. With really big whips. But they didn't build with whips. They, uh, I mean, yeah, it's apparently like not really slave. Even labor, Egypt. Right? Yeah, like, exactly. Even the Egyptology has found evidence. Oh, people were just building these, like probably being paid. You know, it wasn't yeah, like I mean, they're forcing people. If it was for your them. like religious purpose, it's the same as building a church in Europe, right? Yeah. Whereas, yeah, if it was just some dude's tomb, you'd kind of have to force people into it. But we can't build them today. Japan. I think Mitsubishi tried like 20 years ago, and yeah. they were doing like a to scale one, like it was much smaller, and they couldn't do it. Like, because they had to fit all the astrological shit, you know, have it like oriented, and they, you know, they could not do it. Huh. So, 
you know, they knew some. You know, people are like, oh, we're, we're the smartest now. People were dumb in the past, right? I but mean, there's a lot knew, of different kinds of intelligence, right? Exactly. But they knew something we definitely did not, you know? Um, I've heard things. I've, I've, one, one interesting theory, which could be absolute bullshit, but is um, in the past, people knew of, like, a way to use plants to make a salve that could actually, like, mold rock. Right. That's a technology you could build pyramids with, sure. Probably. The, um, the one thing I always laugh at is Aliens versus Predator. It's like, how did all these ancient cultures build the same shaped monument? With predators. Because it's the easiest way to build something really big is make it wide at the bottom and thin at the top. Yeah, a pyramid <laughs> makes per perfect fucking sense if you're going to build something. Yeah, if you want to build something big that doesn't fall over, pyramids are the best shape. Simple as that. Like, are there things we don't know about the pyramids? Absolutely, you know? But let's not, like, take common sense out of the situation. Yeah. We'll probably we'll touch on ancient aliens again in the future. Of course we will. Um, what, what's the tribe where they, like, they have the pictures that look like spacemen, they talk about Sirius B all the time? The, uh, the Dogon. Yeah, yeah. No, Dogon's the Japanese one. No, no, Dogon's uh, Mali, I think. Okay, because there there's the weird Japanese um, statues that also kind of like spacemen. And the key-shaped tunes. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, no, the yeah, Do I think you're right, Dogon. Yeah, Dogon are the African tribe, which uh, they knew all about Sirius. They say that we are a binary system with a dark star, and the evidence is slowly shaping up to look like we might be a binary system with a dark star. Because they got Planet X, you go Nibiru, you go Anunnaki, but what makes more sense, that or a dark star that we're kind of circling around, you know? Well, which is what the Dogon say. Oh, we knew. Yeah, Dogon knows some things. <laughs> Do you reckon, but, I mean, obviously that could just be that, hey, maybe ancient people who didn't have so much light pollution looked at the stars and knew shit. No. Or it could be they were visited by some space aliens. Uh, the, the best star field I've ever had, I, I took a trip to California and they were like, and we went through Death Valley and we camped out. And I, uh, in the middle of the night, the girl had been interested a year earlier, she wasn't interested then, so we were just hanging out, right? But I went out in the middle of the night and, uh, had a look at the sky and it was in 3D, you know? Yeah. 5D, man! I could see the Milky Way, I could tell like some stars... I, I could see some stars were closer, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'll do some of that shit at some point. Yeah, that's our second Patreon voyage. First we'll go to Amsterdam and then we'll... We'll do it under a star. We'll do Someone it under the stars! man is standing in a field far away looking at us. Oh no, he stopped. No, okay. <laughs> was he looking at us? He just stood, like... Fucking T-posing, staring at us, and then okay. walked away. Okay, okay. He might have been looking at his own crops, which just happened to be between us and him. Okay. I don't know. But we are in the countryside, sort of. Well, Japanese version of countryside, at least. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing with countries. Japan's not big enough that you can ever be that far away from My people. friend in Tokyo says, uh, Scott, he's been on uh, Star Trek V. He's like, I live in the countryside in Tokyo. I'm like, the fuck you do? <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought I lived in the countryside in the UK, right? And then um, my ex was telling me about where she lived in America, and it's fucking Mad Max. <laughs> like, miles from the nearest other human being. Like, okay, yeah, that's rural. <laughs> um, so we've been talking about the pyramids um, in general. Do you want to tie it a little tighter into this movie, uh, other than there's, like, a sun harvester in one of them? Uh, well, I've brought up this factoid many times, and I think you're not impressed by it anymore. But I still think it's insane that this dumb fucking movie was the first film allowed to film actors on the pyramids. <laughs> That's pretty weird. <laughs> and they totally fucked him up after that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think that was done with special effects. Well, it was done with special effects. I'm just saying. Like, I know, I know. It's I really don't see where funny. that would like be the selling point. Well, no, but the, and because they also film in um, that big temple in Petra with the big door, and they have like 
all of this and even the helicopter full of Jordanians it's because the prince of Jordan likes Transformers <laughs> and I'm just pulled some strings to get okay. back to pay whatever because I was at the hey we already went here with Indiana Jones right yeah <laughs> this this was around the same time that LaBeouf was being like being basically keyed up to be the next Indiana Jones <laughs> oh yeah it was there's a little synchronicity there it didn't yeah. work out I don't know which one came out first if it was this or Skull but they're, that was a weird thing. They're trying to tell us that there's another one. Um, <laughs> did you see the... Because they, they were talking about, like... Oh, Do you think they're going to have Buffett in the next one? No, did you, did you see what Harrison Ford said? What? They talked about getting Chris Pratt to play Indiana Jones. She's like, no, fuck off, I'm Indiana Jones. Make a new film. That sounds about right. <laughs> okay, I, I now, now, I want to, now I'm cool with the new one. <laughs> 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 fuck you, I'm Indiana Jones. Let's see he's just like, Indiana Jones is just a character that I made. When I die, he's done. <laughs> I'm, I'm with that, you know? I am. <laughs> no, I don't want Chris Pratt to be Indiana Jones. Fuck that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'll Chris send out 80-year-old Harrison Ford to do it again, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I only like Chris Pratt. Here's Guardians, the thing. I want them to send him out to do it again. I don't want yeah, them yeah, to yeah. put him in the back seat again. That was the problem with Crystal Skull. They put him in the back seat and also... It was way too effects heavy yeah. to the point that you never felt like any of the danger was real. I mean, they don't need to put Harrison Ford himself in any of the stunts. They can have other stunts, but just put well, yeah, him in the driver's seat. He probably wasn't doing the stunts back seat. in the day, right? I know. They just put him in the driver's seat. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> um, pyramids, pyramid. It, yeah, they just they filmed here. There's that. I mean, it's, it's it's kind of. I guess that's where I'm like kind of fine. Like I didn't bring in like a pyramid ex expert because I'm like it's basically aesthetics here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, in the same way that they use, like, English castles and King Arthur and Stonehenge in the fifth one, it's just Michael Bay thinks it looks cool, so we did it. Yeah, so there, there, there's nothing really to sink your teeth into, but oh, other God. than it looks cool. I do... I kind of respect Michael Bay's filmmaking style. He does what he wants. Because, yeah, he's just, like... He admits what he is. He's like, I'm here to make dumb popcorn entertainment, and if I think something looks cool, I'm just going to do it. Did you watch Pain Again? Yeah, I hate that film. Okay, I reason. haven't seen it at all. I'm just oh, actually, I don't, I don't hate it, but it was one where I'm like, I read stuff about it afterwards, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's kind of a good point. It accidentally glorifies some fucking awful people. Okay, again, I have not seen yeah. it, so I'm just like, I remember that having to rep as a, like, here's where he's trying to make an actual movie, but maybe there's some issues. Yeah, well, the thing, yeah, because he tries, to, he thought like he'd do like a, like a crime caper where the moral is actually these guys are awful, <laughs> but just because he's so good at just putting likable actors in fun nonsense. It doesn't work. Okay. <laughs> so again, haven't seen it. So yeah. no, I'm not gonna. It's 2021. It is. 2021. Yeah, boy. Okay. How does this so 2021 hold up? humans lost? <laughs> that was my point. Uh, <laughs> how does this one hold up for you? It holds up exactly as well as it did when it came out, which, which is was? that it is a disjointed, dumb film. But if you go in like, I just want to see explosions and fighting and shit. Fucking good. So let's do some play acting. I'm I'm some guy you just met. I'm like, Fuck this movie and suck it. What do you say? 
Oh, I don't. I just uppercut his head, clean off his body. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if he's talking like that. Like, sure. Like, it's got problems. But you know what? Citizen Kane has problems. Well, no, it's like... <laughs> I don't go to it for any of the things... What did you want from this film? Did you want it to make, like, interesting political points? <laughs> like... Sure, why not? <laughs> like, did you want it to talk about the very core of the human condition and what we're trying to achieve? Sam no! Cool. I Thank wanted to there. see a fucking robot turn into a truck and then his hands turn into swords. And, like... Look! I am a man! I've got blood in my veins and I've got a big dick! <laughs> and, and giant steel balls! Yes! <laughs> So I, th I think I'm figuring out what Transformers is for me, because I am a mostly giant steel dick. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm mostly kind of a pacifist guy. I like Star Trek and diplomacy. I like philosophical, interesting films. But I have still got that human core of me that is like, I want to hunt and I want to fuck. You know, I'm an ape and I exist to live on this planet to go and spread my seed and to eat meat and have blood dripping down my chin. And I have to contain a lot of that. And Transformers is just this vehicle which I use to just be like, okay, here's some dumb fucking robots. They've been fighting a war for six million years. <laughs> they turn into big trucks and stuff. I love it, right? And I can just channel all of that energy into my love for Transformers. Do the Transformers fuck? Depends which version. <laughs> In some of the comic books, they definitely fuck. In one of the mangas, they fuck little girls. <laughs> <laughs> Is this the reason we waited to do the first film? <laughs> I guess I could have had to figure this shit out, right? Um, like, and there are comic books which do really interesting stuff and talk about like what six million years of war does to a culture and stuff. But I don't want that for my 90-minute Michael Bluff. I don't. Two hundred minute Michael Two and a half hours. Yeah. These Transformers don't fuck. No, 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 no. These films just fuck you up. You know who the fucks. only penetrating Optimus Prime does it with a big fucking sword. <laughs> you know who fucks Goofy fucks. Oh, Goofy definitely fucks. He's got a son. I know. <laughs> and, but you know what? Goofy's also a warrior. <laughs> you know? You talk about, like, making a stand that you know you're going to die. In Kingdom Hearts, Goofy does that. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, Mickey and Donald and Sora, it's like, you get out of here, I'm going to stand. <laughs> I'm going to stand and fight. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think Max's mother is Jessica Rabbit? Um... Maybe. Okay. Did, did Jessica Rabbit fuck Goofy? Yeah, because she told Roger Rabbit, you're even better in Goofy. Oh, definitely then, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, can't, I mean, I'll, I'll accept that Goofy fucks. I can't accept that Goofy fucked twice. We <laughs> <laughs> just stud. Okay. Uh, anyway, Transformers more than meets the eye, Goofy. <laughs> like, Transformers is a series about toy robots and trucks fighting a war. And if that's what you want from it, I think Michael Bay delivers it perfectly. Wait, 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 wait. Maybe the best Transformers is when I built the Ark with blocks at the end of my living room and we played with the Transformers in the Ark. Yeah. That, that actually is the best Transformers. The best Transformers is when me and my brother de deliberately said, right, we're not making any plans this Saturday. We're going to get all of our Transformers together and fight a big war. <laughs> That's Transformers, right? How old are you when that happened? Uh, he was appropriate age. <laughs> uh, I was having sex at this point. Okay. <laughs> I was you, a grown man. You, you, were, you were trying to do a service for some brother. No, no, I wanted to play with the toy robots just as much. As, <laughs> okay. As you know, I, th I think this is a little bit earlier, Max. I think it was when we still had bunk beds. I think I was maybe 16 or 17. Okay, I'm the one that said, hey, you should have brought your Optimus Prime with you. <laughs> yeah, I'm probably going to go home and play with it tonight. <laughs> and my dick. 
That sounds painful. Like, and I, I know that that's not what Transformers is for everyone. Transformers has a wide range of fans. It has female fans, it has transgender fans, it has young fans, old fans. And Transformers is a franchise that's been going for like 35 years now and is so many incarnations. It's had Western cartoons, it's had anime, anime, it's had CGI, it's had films, it's had so many different types of comic book, novel, everything. And there is a Transformers for everyone. And I know that there are people who wanted... Um, a film which captures the characters, which concentrates on humanizing the Transformers themselves. And yeah, I know the Michael Bay films didn't deliver the film that they wanted. But I think Michael Bay's was trying to achieve a very specific thing, which is very dumb action movies. And I think he delivered them stupendously. And I really like the action in these films. I also know that some people don't like the, the sort of shaky cam, you can't tell what's going on thing. I actually don't think these films are that bad for that. I think that's overplayed. I can always tell what's going on. They aren't that bad, but I did note that like none of these shots are more than two seconds long. <laughs> well, that's again, that's why the forest scene is so good, because it is well choreographed and one very small location, and you know what's going on. That's not one of those time in the scene, so sure. <laughs> yeah, although you were watching the IMAX version, which weirdly cuts between two different screen ratios during that scene. Yeah. <laughs> and the music just looped because he only recorded a soundtrack for the cinema version. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I definitely didn't get that deep into my viewing, but um, yeah, I did watch the IMAX one just because I was like, sure, why not? And, and you know, I, I got the Blu-ray like two feet away, so I'm yeah. like, well, okay, let's, let's do this a little differently and uh, be able to have the movie in my... No, it's on the same screen. But also, um, I know that Michael Bay's treatment of women is very problematic. Mm. Um, this film's maybe not the worst for it, but it does, like, every single shot of Megan Fox, he makes sure he's got a nice good look at her ass or her tits. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, there's plenty of ass shots, but otherwise she seems relatively... Uh, the, the character works okay here, and, and it works better in the first movie, certainly. But you know what else, like, doesn't treat women as sex objects? pornographic movies <laughs> I watch those as well because I've just got certain needs right <laughs> I watch Transformers the way I watch porn I watch it because my animal brain wants to enjoy something stupid so sorry folks this is the last episode of Luke and Matt's uh, sci-fi sanctuary Le next week is going to be Matt and Luke's pornographic sanctuary Matt and Luke's porno grotto <laughs> <laughs> I mean I would do a podcast on that I have very strong feelings on porn I basically only watch um, like amateur porn made by real couples now come on and listen to cum gutters <laughs> not cum yeah, cum gutters, that's right. You know oh, that I don't right? come when I watch porn, I just watch it for the art. Cum gutters is magic, Mike, we got the extra, like, six packs. Okay. Okay, those are cum gutters. I see. <laughs> I'm still working Apparently. on my main one pack, but, you know. <laughs> thing is, I think I've got really nice abs, it's just they're under all the flap. Because <laughs> I've got pretty strong abs, I can do hella crunches and shit. <laughs> it's just that I... Also, like, eating whole pizzas on a yeah, Sunday night. Yeah, eating the whole pizza might not be a good call in that case. Mike, because, like... Uh, one of our colleagues was talking about this the other day. I'm actually pretty fucking fit. Like, I regularly walk like 50 kilometers just for funsies. <laughs> Problem is, I just love eating. I don't know if I'm fit or not now. We'll I out. think I'm at the most, the best physical fitness I've ever been at. I'm also still kind of chubby because I love food. <laughs> I just, I'm a fucking, I'm a human beast with blood in my veins. I'll ask you a student question. Do you like food? Yeah! <laughs> I like fried chicken. Because I like the way it tastes, and I like what it does to my guns. Sorry, I forgot to mention the hundred yen karagi earlier. That's fine. Okay. I mean, I'm, I eat convenience store karagi sometimes. It's not, it's not real karagi. Fried is it? chicken, if you don't know the Japanese. Yeah, but it's not. It's it's different, right? It's, it's not got like the crusty salt on. It, I like that. When I say fried chicken, I'm thinking like 
KFC. Okay. When I say karage, I'm thinking karage. But real karage, you have to have it at a festival or something. Yeah, that's true. Or, or you know, someone makes it. But yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, my friend in Gifu, when I stayed on their farm, she cooked amazing karage. <laughs> Because the students always ask me, like, can you cook karage? I'm like, I probably could, but I don't want to just have a big vat of oil in my house. What am I going to do with it? And one of my students was like, drink it. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't drink that. But she, she knew. She was, and this is a high school kid. She was having fun with me. But. And I was like, but I'm already fat. And I got a big laugh. All I have to ask today to plug is you. You're okay. You're you know what? Plugger. This is our first one with the out guest for us, so I should do the plugs properly. Yeah. So obviously, this podcast, if you're enjoying it, you can find it on Twitter at MLSFS Pod. We're also on Facebook and YouTube and Spotify and everything. Just search Matt and Luke Sci-Fi Sanctuary. Make sure you're subscribed. Give us a five-star rating, like and review, and all of that stuff, please. Um, we also make other podcasts. Uh, I make a Pokemon podcast, which you can find on Twitter at Luke Loves PKMN. And if you just search Luke Loves Pokemon on any podcasting app or whatever, it's on YouTube. I always forget to upload them. Um, and then I also do a Monster Hunter podcast. You can find that on Twitter at Monster Mash Pod. And again, just search Monster Mash Podcast to find all of that. Um, Matt does another podcast called Oral Hygiene, where he looks at educational films. And the plan is he can also include anything in there, like weird avant-garde, short movies. Basically the sort of thing that we want to talk about, but it's too short to put on this podcast. Um, you can find that on Twitter at Oral Hygiene Pod and just search Oral Hygiene. That's A-U-R-A-L. That's the pun. And if you like the music you heard in this podcast, you can find Matt's music at rovingsagemedia.bandcamp.com. But for all of that stuff, to keep up with our podcasts and to, you know, maybe give us a little bunch to help keep it on the air, uh, you can find us at patreon.com slash podcastio podcastios. I quit listening like a long time ago, but it seemed very relaxed this time, so that's cool. Well, I just wanted to actually mention everything, because recently we've got a guest plugging, and then I want to do our plug pretty quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, we put out a lot of content. We're not, we're never going to put it behind a paywall, but, like, it does cost us money to upload it. So if you enjoy this stuff and you want us to keep doing it, because right now we can just fucking stop whenever <laughs> we get bored of this. But if people were paying us, then we'd be inclined to keep going. Except the MCU. Well, <laughs> no, we're never going to put what we currently do behind a paywall. If people show interest, then we might put put some extra work behind a paywall because we were already doing a lot of fucking work and not getting anything Hell, for I'll it. Hell, we're doing drama, Babylon Five for that. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. going to be here, but hey, hey, you want to you want to support us? We'll we'll do all the you know, Stargate Atlantis, man. There's lots of things that we're not going to do here, but yep. we might do elsewhere if if you guys dig it. So, do you dig it? Do you do 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 do, do dig it? Can you dig it? Do you know what to do? I don't know the lyrics of the Builder, song. can he fix it? Bob the Builder, yes he can! Okay, I guess that's close to the monkey song that Peter Tork wrote. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, I, I've done some transforming. I transformed into a dick-shaped pyramid, a pyramid-shaped <laughs> dick, and Optimus Prime with a flame job. I transformed from a skinny little kid who was shagging his high school sweetheart to a muscular man shagging awesome. everything that moves. If I've offended you in this podcast with my manliness, I'm not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> He's showing you his guns right now. I like this. The purpose of this film series and this podcast is just to get this shit out of my system. So, like, sorry, but I'm not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Where should the sorry folks go? They should fuck off and suck my dick! <laughs> that is where I said your old side off. I, I think I had one planned, but fuck it. <laughs>
Attack.